2024 coming up. This morning I will be reading from Colossians 2, uh, chapter 4, verses 2 through 6. Actually, this part, Paul is talking about the new life in Christ, and we're talking to people that have uh, a new life in Christ, hopefully a new life in Christ, thinking about a new life in Christ, but talking about what the life in Christ should be like and what we should do, and a concerning prayer. And further instructions, it says, devote yourselves to prayer, Keep an alert with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray for us as well that God will open to us a door for the word that we may declare the mystery of Christ for which I am in prison and I may be revealed as clearly. Conduct yourselves wisely toward outsiders, making the most of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer everyone. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Shall we pray? Our gracious God, we thank you for this opportunity coming together. We thank you for your holy word that is as applicable today as it was written thousands of years ago. We take it seriously to our lives to help change our lives, to emulate your life, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Small town, and this is a true story. They're a small town in Pennsylvania. And they were so proud. They were going to build a new fire station. Well, it just wasn't a fire station like a lot of places. That's where a lot of activity happened within the community. They had council meetings. They had Cub Scout meetings, Boy Scout meetings, Girl Scout meetings, women's things. And they were so excited because they were going to have a brand new one. Beautiful dark brick, brass interior, all in flowers all around. It was going to be the show place of that small town. And many people came from around to see this. Well, it was built, but oh, they were ecstatic. They were having such a good time and so proud. But one day, they started to open a door. And it was hard to open. Oh, they were managing it, so... That worked. A few weeks later, they start to raise a window. A little difficult. Paid really no attention to that. And then one day, they saw cracks in the floor. And then they saw cracks in the wall. And they realized something was seriously wrong. Seriously wrong. So they called in a person, an architect, someone that was established an engineer in that field. The engineer said, boy, do you have trouble. It's going to be costly, time-consuming. And the question was, why did you let this go? Well, we just didn't notice it. The engineer told them, your foundation is the problem. It's starting to crack. That's why you cannot open the windows. It's, it's slipping on you. I tell you that story today to emulate and, and, and 
correlate it with prayer. You know, sometimes we, we don't think about that in our prayer life when we get too busy, think we don't have enough time. Not important. Boy, our lives are going great. We have so much on our side. Uh, finances are looking well, our health as well. We forget to pray. We forget to thank God for all of those things. So if you remember not much more today, remember about the correlation between the fire station and your prayer life of how important it is to you. Prayer is the most untapped resource. It is talked about more than anything in a Christian walk, but done less. And I'm not going to embarrass anyone because I don't want to embarrass myself to think how many times we think we're too busy. My daughter sent me many years ago a little sign picture that sits on my nightstand, and it says, pray before you leave in the morning so you don't have to ask for forgiveness at night. She knows her, she knows her mother pretty well. The greatest gift the Lord has given us, other than the salvation of Jesus Christ, is prayer, the communication with us, with God, the relationship. And I think that Kat, with the children's sermon, covered that beautifully when said, if you're not in relationship, you don't have much to say or much to listen to because you don't know each other well. I read about where a, a couple of friends were talking and one guy says, I have one word, one word when I'm in trouble and want to pray. And he says, gosh, it might be Abba, which means daddy, God, Jesus. It wasn't that at all. It was help. <laughs> and how many times do we do that? We say help. That's all we have to say because we know we can't solve that problem ourselves and we can't deal with it alone uh, when we cannot describe the feelings we experience we cannot express our thoughts to God the Holy Spirit does that for us God knows what we need before we ask but he wants us to ask we don't need to create the right prayer the perfect prayer we just need to say help. Now, prayer, now guys, you younger guys, <clears throat> I had to learn this when I was younger, still learning. Prayer is not a magic wand that you wave over our desires or the pain of something that we experience in our lives. It's something that helps us communicate with God to help us get through that time, knowing that we are not alone. Remember, our desires must align with God and what he wants for our lives. God will give us the desires of our heart if it aligns with him. A prayer is like a lifeline that's thrown out in communication to God. Cling to it at the challenges that you face. Sometimes God's responses are very slow. We get anxious. We 
we're people of instant gratification. At least most people are. And sometimes he will say, patience, wait a while. And you know what? I've experienced myself. Even he says, no, Trudy. Or you could have the answer right away, which I've also experienced that. His response comes sometimes very slowly. Sometimes it's something we don't want to hear. But if we're in alignment with God, that prayer for our lives is what is important. Prayer does not change God, but it changes us. When it says, not my will, but your will. That's what Jesus Christ said in the Garden of Gethsemane. Father, may this cup pass from me, but not my will, but your will. On From Psalm one. 38.3, it says, On the day I was called, you answered me. You increased my faith of soul. Now, I don't know, but I imagine you have been spiritually empty at some time. And if you haven't been, you will be at some time. When you just don't know how to pray, you don't feel like praying, you're mad, you're angry, you don't have the words, you're too worried. But God tells us to pray. And I'm going to read from uh, Luke. I'm going to read from Luke 18 first. Chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. Then Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not to lose heart. He said, in a certain pit, uh, city there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. In that city there was a widow who kept coming to him and saying, Grant me justice against my opponent. For a while he refused. But later he said to himself, Though I have no fear of God and no respect for anyone, yet because the widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her of justice, that she may not wear me out by continually coming. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unique judge said and the unjust said. And will not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry to him day and night? Will he not delay long in helping them? I tell you, he will quickly grant justice to them. And yet when the Son of Man comes, when he finds faith on earth, and reading from Luke 11, verse 9. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given you. Search, and you will find, and not the door will be open to you. Not my words, but the word of the Lord. When I think about the time that the friend was saying just to yell for help, I was talking to my son. He's supposed to be watching this morning. Good morning, son. <laughs> he was about in the second grade, and uh, I always had prayer with the kids, uh, the two older ones, as they were going to elementary school. 
uh, and the younger one had to sit in. And always had prayer with him before they went to school. And we had a large lawn in front of the house and a little hill in front of it. And, and he came running back up the lawn. I thought, what did he forget now? And he ran up and he said, Mom, I think we better pray one more time. I think I'm going to be bad today. <laughs> but you know when I thought about that? I thought, you know, he's got it. He's really got it. He's going to be tempted. Oh, you guys can identify with that, right? I know I can. How many times? Because of temptations. All the things that the world offers. And I wouldn't take anything for that precious memory. Because I felt so safe with him, knowing God. And what prayer was really for. It wasn't like later on when you pray for a red Ferrari. I don't think that one ever happened. Prayer is not a magic wand that you wave across or desires. That just doesn't happen. That just doesn't happen. When you think about that, some people are very disappointed, but God didn't give me what I asked for. But I will tell you today, some of the prayers I've had, I praise God he did not give me what I ask for. But just keep on asking persistence. Keep on knocking. He doesn't want us to give up in prayer. He instructs us to be persistent. And I've been told I don't have a problem with that. Now there's a difference between a persistent prayer and a long prayer. And if you feel empty and you just can't pray, embrace your emptiness. Because whatever is going on with you are sometimes raw materials that are reactions to life that furnish us with insights to ourselves that gives us so much later on when we think about it. Now, how much did prayer mean to Jesus? Jesus was passionate about prayer. He prayed when he's hungry. He prayed when he wanted fellowship. He prayed for his disciples. He prayed for others. When perplexed, he prayed. When he worked hard and was so tired, he prayed. When he was so hungry for fellowship, again, he prayed. If tempted, he prayed. If criticized, he prayed. Prayer brought him unmeasured power from the beginning to the end. There was no emergency, no difficulty, no necessity, no temptation that would not yield to prayer. You know, as Hobby said, talking to yourself most of the time, you probably figured this out. Preachers talk more to themselves. That's what they write most about, right, Hobby? We need to be stripped sometimes of our worldly yearnings, attachments, dependencies that distract our relationship with our Heavenly Father through Jesus Christ and cause us to veer off our spiritual journey. There's so many things out there in the world that have our attention, that sound so good, that look so good and perhaps aren't even wrong. 
but they veer us off of our course. If we pray, this process can bring us back in line. And praying sincerely for God to bring us back in line. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ gave his love. Died on the cross for each of us because of his love. Rose again to give us salvation. Because of his love for you, for me, and all those to come. Prayer got him through. Don't you want to spend some time with somebody like that? That knows all about you. Someone that knows everything and loves you in spite of you. That can guide you in your life. And you know without a doubt that guidance is perfect just for you. Prayer opens our eyes to only perhaps what God can see. Things that perhaps we are blinded to without prayer. Because we've got to be in relationship. And Kat brought this beautifully with the children. You're not going to tell a perfect stranger your deepest, most intimate thoughts, fears, cares. Show them the real you. But in relationship, you do. That relationship with Jesus Christ has to be built by talking to him and listening and listening to him. It aligns our hearts with God. It aligns our hearts with his heart. It's an adjustment. When your car gets out of alignment, you check it, don't you? If you see things happening in your house that are warning signs your foundation, you check it, don't you? So why not check your prayer life? Prayer, Javi, enables us to move forward in our personal lives, in our lives here at this beautiful congregation of Asbury Methodist Church for 2024. We have things ahead of us if we pray and come together. Only God knows the benefits. It would blow us away if we had an idea of what God has planned for each of us and us collectively. We can do anything when God listens to us and we pray. But we truly can do nothing without God. It may look like we do. But in his kingdom, we can do nothing without prayer. So I ask you, what does your prayer life look like this morning? Do you want simple ways to pray? The simple ways to pray, as I said, sometimes is sitting in traffic. <coughs> Instead of saying a few choice words, you pray. Not that I've ever done it, but I know that there's people around me doing it. You're sitting in a dentist's office. You've got a few minutes to take time to pray instead of grumble. Be thankful for what you have. Maybe it's just a little something to be thankful for. But oh, we have so much to be thankful for. Brighten your day. You need guidance. 
in prayer. Pray about that. Be thankful. The power to pray when you're spiritually empty. But are your prayers filled with expectations? Or are they just weak? Or they just wrote? And do they lack faith? That's the answer's up to you. And I'd say for 2024, with all the communication we have today, that prayer is still the oldest and the best communication we have. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Shall we pray?